dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Thank you one and all for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. So thankful for all of you to join us. Let's get started with my next guest. He is a cannabis entrepreneur with over 12 years experience developing and operating companies in the cannabis industry. His expertise is in cannabis and hemp extraction, code regulation, lab design, extract product and process development, and extract extraction equipment engineering. A lot of accolades for my next guest, founder and CTO of Precision Extraction Solutions, Nick Tennant. Nick, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's a pleasure for us as well. Precision, let's going to talk about and give a little context about the company. It's actually the world's only provider of turnkey extraction labs and more award-winning concentrates are made uh, with your company than any other brand. Uh, you recently unveiled two new hemp and cannabis extraction technologies patent pending called TSEP and LSEP processes that provide scalable and cost-effective solutions to manufacturers that optimize the extraction and purification of cannabis and hemp oil. So distinguish those two new processes for us. Break those down. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So um, I guess I'll take it from a tact of assuming that whomever is listening has some fundamental knowledge of, of extraction. But basically what happens is when you're extracting, you're essentially taking an organic solvent and you're applying it to the biomass, whether that's hemp or cannabis, it's indifferent, it doesn't matter. But that organic solvent is going to essentially suck out the uh, cannabinoids, the terpenes, and the essential constituents of that plant that we really want to capture. And that's how we make extract. Now, depending on what scale we're doing that, what solvent we're using, what temperatures we're at, you know, it's going to change the parameters to yield a crude extract, just like you would have crude oil out of the ground, that could be varying from very, very dark black all the way up to a product that could be smokable. And what happens with these solvents is there's constituents within that product that, within that crude oil that is, that we don't necessarily want to have in that crude oil. One of them being lipids. So if you've ever uh, touched a tree and kind of felt maybe like a maple leaf or something like that, and right. you, you feel it in your hand, and it's kind of waxy when you rub the leaf in your hand, mm -hmm. that's actually phosphides and phospholipids and uh, triglycerides and all, all sorts of different what we call fats, just commonly referred to as fats, okay. produced um, from the plant. And when we extract, we actually pick up some of those fats. So what happens is those fats lead to a lesser purity in your crude oil extraction. Our goal ultimately is to either... Uh, circumvent picking up those fats, which we can do with a very low temperature, but that's very costly from an energy standpoint. On the other side, we can remove those fats. And the traditional methods of removing those fats generally took about 24 hours to do. Uh, what we did in our research lab with the LSEP process is we actually came up with a way to manipulate the solvent and manipulate a what we call precipitating agent to essentially bind with those fats and crystallize them, almost kind of like a... Um, a magnet, but moreover, what you're doing is if you're thinking about like baking grease in a pan, 
the bacon grease in the pan is obviously liquid when it's warm. When it becomes cold, it becomes solid. And that's essentially what we're doing with those lipids without having to cool the actual micella. The micella we call the solvent and the crude oil together. So that's what the LSEP does. It's a, it's a method to rapidly purify those lipids out of that crude oil. With the TSEP, that's specifically uh, applicable for hemp. And what happens with hemp is, as most people know, hemp is classified as below 0.3% THC by weight. And anything over 0.3% THC, it's considered hot to call it hot hemp, or it's just, you know, it's illegal at that point. It's really classified as cannabis. So what happens when you take normal, say, 10% CBD and 0.3% THC hemp and you extract it is you're going to concentrate, obviously, everything in that plant because you're taking out all the cannabinoids. So it's not untypical for people to end up with a THC content that's anywhere between 1.5 to 4% residual THC in their crude oil extract from the hemp plant, which of course at that point makes it unlawful. It makes it hot. So many people have been looking for a methodology to remediate and pull out that THC. Now the THC and CBD molecule are very similar. Uh, and it, it makes it, because of their boiling point and their molecular structure, very, very hard to separate by traditional means. It takes a, a very unique application in order to separate those two molecules. And that's precisely what we've done. We've come up with a methodology that is scalable. It's um, low cost in terms of operating. It only costs about $3.50 per kilo of crude oil to remediate the THC out. And it's uh, very easy to implement and very easy for the end user to use. And the process is proprietary. It took us about nine months to develop that in our okay. R&D lab. Let me bring but it into this real quick, at. just to kind of just clarify, because there's a lot coming in right there. So lipid extraction, it's what's meant for LSEP. And then from what I'm reading in, in, the, in the, some of the work on your website, TSEP is more to extracting THCA. Is that correct? That is correct. So that that's basically it's the it's that that's what you have right there. Um, well, take me granularity in the granularity of the actual extraction process of these particular patent pending processes. What is it that you have that creates this extraction and purification? What distinguishes it from other processes of other of other people that do other extraction methods? Is there anything in particular sure. in the so assembly line or in the process I mean, that's pretty straightforward? Say again, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. With with LSEP, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, the traditional process is you have okay. to cool everything down to negative 40 for 24 hours. So with the LSEP, ours is room temperature, and it's about as close to instantaneous as you can get. It's about six minutes for the separation. The magic in that is how we manipulate those solvents, and that's obviously not something I can talk about because that's our IP. Um, but, right. but that's the magic in that. With the TSEP, uh, there is no traditional means of separating THC and CBD. Uh, there are very few companies in the world that are doing this, and the ones that are doing it are using a technology called reverse phase flash chromatography, or sometimes they're using um, a single reverse phase non-flash chromatography. But the issue with that is is chromatography is essentially you can think of it like a filter there's a media inside the filter and it has selective absorption for uh, particular molecules the problem is is that it, the the selection uh, of the thc molecule is not completely 
I would say, isolated to the THC molecule because, like we said earlier, the, the, the CBD and the other molecules are very similar. So what happens is you end up with a yield loss, right? You're losing a lot of your CBD, and not only that, you're consuming um, that media. That media has to be replaced all the time. It, costs, it ends up costing an effective price of about $350 per liter versus ours of $3.50 per liter. Our methodology is not chromatography. It's a completely different methodology that's 100% solvent-based. And again, can't right. talk about the specifics surrounding that, but it was a long road in R&D to get that spun up and get that working. Well, the one good thing is that if anybody felt like they might have gotten some of this, like myself, some of this has gotten a little bit over the head, uh, over my head. I know you can just, for all of you, you can go right over to your website, precisionextraction.com. And I know that uh, in the on the website, you can actually go and find out more information about this groundbreaking THC remediation technology and more about LSEP. That's all there on the website. I'm glad that there's a lot more information that goes to it because um, in that sense, I see that you're definitely trend setting and you're putting something else together that is just, again, when you talk about extraction and purification and these extra levels at your patent pending is very important to go and look at. So let's go more into a more broader sense of the actual subject of extraction when it comes to the industry in general. Now, you recently spoke, and this was just uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, as we record, at Benzinga's Virtual Cannabis Capital Conference. Unfortunately, I got to go to the last one they had in Miami before we all had the pandemic kind of just ground all of us into working from home, more or less. Uh, you talked about the current state of the industry, Nick, and the obstacles extraction companies are currently facing. Now, you told Benzinga, quote, that you're still bullish on the cannabis market and its future. You said this, quote, if there's any business to be in right now, it's obviously the cannabis space. There's nothing that's going to stop or inhibit the cannabis industry. This is just a pause. Let's recollect. Let's let the greater economy have a correction. Uh, expand on what signs or trends you're coming up with that leads you to that con conclusion. And by the way, let me preface. I mean, the Dow Jones, you know, when we look at that, and I, I don't know how much that is with the Canadian Securities Exchange, but the Dow Jones always gives a good barometer where the economy is. It has grown about 65, 70% of the volume that was lost from the pandemic back going back to March 23rd has recovered at this point. So, yep. which is great news, but I want to see how the industry plays a part. Sure, absolutely. Then, and uh, great questions. Thank you. I, I love to talk about this stuff. So, uh, my sentiment hasn't changed in the past 24 hours. That's a good thing, um, and I don't think that it will in the, in the next 24 months either. But with that being said, you know you have to look at some of the fundamental data. I I look at you know stock prices go up and down. Things can be manipulated. They can print all the money that they want. However when you look at the fundamentals in anything, that's always the true telling story. And whether it's the fundamentals in a business, um, looking at the P&L, the balance sheet, et cetera, or the market data, it, it's always going to tell the true story, despite what, you know, the, I guess, investor sentiment would be. And the fundamentals in the cannabis space are saying, number one, you have a higher than ever consumption rate. You have more people consuming cannabis at either in a, a more habitual fashion or in a just greater amount of consumption than you ever had in the history of the world. I think that, you know, the, the medical benefits of the plant are absolutely huge. And to be completely honest, I mean, consenting adults in their own home, if, if they want to use cannabis to relax and unwind from a day, more power to them. You know, 
responsible adults should be able to do whatever they want to do. And I think that you're seeing more people gravitate towards cannabis because uh, it is safer. It is easier access. There, there is um, more retail consumer outlets coming online in all states. So it's, it's just a uh, applicable trend that people are genuinely, genuinely consuming more cannabis. People are, uh, that weren't consuming before are consuming now, you know, my, my mom and dad that haven't smoked in she's uh, probably 30 years. They just went to the dispensary and got some gummies to help them sleep and right. they love them. You know, they eat five milligrams a night and they're great. So, so the consumer trend is the number one data point that I'm looking at driving this market. The number two data point that I'm looking at driving this market is, okay, so we've got more consumers consuming. That leads to more production. That leads to more growing. That leads to more processing, more extraction, right? All that infrastructure has to come online to support that consumer base. Now, when you look at the flip side of this is, okay, how deeply are we penetrated into the market? How much can the market really still grow? And if you look at it on a state-by-state basis, or on a globalized basis, or if you look at like we do in our particular business, where are the hot spots? Where are the regions? You know, we could have uh, cannabis sales in the next year and a half top over 25 million in the United, or tw- I'm sorry, 25 billion in the yeah. United States. We also have a what's predicted by um, some of the research firms to be an 87 billion dollar market space in the European Union by 2028. So this market space, we're not even tapped into this. We're maybe 30% into the North American market, if that. And, you know, we're like sub 10% in the European Union. So as long as you have, you know, the favorable social dynamics, as long as you have um, consumers continuing to consume, as long as you have markets continuing to open up and legislators uh, continuing to be favorable towards the cannabis space, it paints the fundamentals for a bullish picture. Now, no, well, that's the one thing. Hit- the fundamentals is one thing, and having legislation, at least having the conversation, but enough happy talk. Sure, it's it is time to see some and act, some action actually be done by our legislators because the, the policy right now, and I've been hampering on this on the show for the last few weeks. You know, if you do want to include the Safe Banking Act legislature, if you're going to sneak it into the HEROES Act, the latest stimulus bill that's being discussed, if you're looking to go ahead and have the rumblings about possible legalization coming in forward, that's got to happen now. But now, in terms yep. of, you know, and that's that's barking up Washington, D.C. But then again, when it comes to Wall Street, I think one thing that needs to happen, and I'm a novice trader, okay? I do a little bit here and there, but I do know that more than anything that, Investors and analysts like to go and see that long-term trend. They want to be able to see five and ten years of, of growth, but we don't have that much history and that much backlog as some companies have gotten so big at this point. And we have no real estimates as how it would be once all the underlying factors are in place. Once we do have full North American expansion and all, or maybe all the states or as many states as possible will have the chance to distribute interstate commerce. So many different areas of growth that are having potential, which will come into play and eventually will be coming in brick by brick to build and establish the industry. But those doors have to be opened and we're waiting for that. I, well, we're, I got to go and take ourselves to a break, Nick. But when we come back, I want to go ahead and talk more about some of the factors behind uh, the extraction part of the cannabis industry and what we're looking for in terms of obstacles that we need to go overcome in general. I'm here again with Nick Tennant, the founder and CTO of Precision Extraction Solutions here on Blunt Business. Back with more questions after this. 
rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. I'm joined by Nick Tennant, founder and CEO, CTO, excuse me, of Precision Extraction Solutions here on Blunt Business. Now, you spoke with New Cannabis Ventures, a really great article, a lot of comprehension behind it, about the changing equipment, landscape, precision extractions, customer base, and the power of innovation. You said this, quote, the advent of the farm bill sparked a rush of new entrants eager to take advantage of opportunities in the hemp space, but the market has stabilized, leaving many hemp-focused companies struggling or finished. And according to you, you are still bullish in the hemp market as well over the long term and looking forward to the release of FDA regulations, which we're all waiting for. Now, Westward, as uh, as we record today in the latest reports I found, said that because the FDA and the USDA, Department of Agriculture, have focused resources on coronavirus studies, the progress that had been made in recent years towards FDA regulations uh, of uh, the FDA regulation of CBD has slowed considerably. Most of the manpower funding that had been going towards CBD is now earmarked for coronavirus research. Until then, uh, have you gotten any idea or any, do you see any inklings as to when the FDA and the USDA are going to get themselves back on schedule? Well, I mean, they've given some guidance saying a little bit ago that they weren't going to do anything for two years. And the FDA process, if you look at how they run their processes, you know, they issue uh, guidance for comment, and then they have a, a, a come up to compliance period and so forth and so on. So it, it's it's anybody's guess right now, man. I, I, it's very hard because there's just not a lot of visibility. And um, with the state of the current world, I don't think that it's a priority for them. Uh, however, 
you do have a lot of these, these CBD businesses kind of just on pause waiting for guidance mm-hmm. uh, or, or large investing um, entities on pause waiting for guidance. Now, you also expect to see significant consolidation in the equipment sector. Many of the companies focused on hemp will likely struggle to pick up cannabis clients. Uh, you said that the majority of cannabis companies that have re- established relationships with equipment manufacturers and those relationships are hard to break. Now you've seen active, you say active consolidation over the next 12 months as the market moves towards stabilization. Expand on that point. Yeah. So, I mean, the market's very fragmented right now. If you, if you went to, MJ Biz Conference, which is the largest cannabis uh, conference in the world, to my knowledge, every year in Las Vegas. We've gone for the last four years in a row. And last year, there was about 126 extraction equipment providers in one form or another that played in some stream of the vertical. The year before that, there couldn't have been more than 30. So you can see what the hemp boom did. And it's just natural that some of these guys are going to fall out. Some of them are going to, like I said, fail to pick up clients in the THC industry. The people that have their roots down, um, you know, it's very hard to take a client from precision. Uh, it's very hard to take a client from some of the other, the other big players, unless your technology is truly innovative. So uh, I do see some consolidation taking place in the industry, eventually there's going to be somebody that's going to want to roll up some of these companies and create a, a bigger market value, bigger market cap company at some point in the near future. It's just kind of, uh, I would say not necessarily common sense, but it, it, it's kind of how the dynamics of the industry are shaped right now. I'm looking right now at the CAC composite index and I just look at myself when it comes to the market and just saying to myself, man, you see a good, well, from year to year, a good 75% drop and only maybe about 20, 30% has recovered from that where Canada has not been just a, a great, I don't think it's been the best indicator as how, what this market's going to do and how, you know, you know, the influence and how we're going to see things get moved forward. Um, I think one thing is, I don't know how much you feel about it, but I just feel like if the market would kind of play more towards the direction and we would see better indicators than I think would force and push forward some of the regulations, um, some of the issues of consolidation, I think there would just be more things, you know, more productivity within the industry for cannabis and hemp in general. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I mean, so look, the more investor visibility and the more powerful people that have money at stake that can lobby, you know, the legislation and so forth, obviously the more of a catalyst that's going to be to pushing those types of initiatives forward. I completely agree with you also that a lot of the public facing investor visibility and activity is centralized around the Canadian market. And, you know, the Canadian market got really uh, overblown, overbought. Yeah. And it was, it was like the party that was never going to end until it did. And this is common of bubble bubble markets, but, I go back to my previous point about the fundamentals. If you were looking at the fundamentals of these companies, you would say, look, they got 20 million people in Canada. There's, there's no way that they can sustain these type of numbers. There's no, there's no way the market is not big enough to soak all this up. And I know that they have international distribution agreements and so forth, but all that stuff takes time to come online. And while what you're seeing is um, 
all these all these companies that had these grand plans and and made these uh, huge promises, they ultimately are most of them, I should say, not all of them, but most of them are not delivering on those promises. And that's why you're seeing a correction to the fundamental reality in the cannabis and um, cannabis. And they have some hemp exposure, but generally the Canadian cannabis market. So, I mean, if you look at that, you can't look at that as an isolated factor because while all these companies in Canada were losing money, all the companies in America were making money and the Canadians don't really have exposure to America and the American companies. I mean, there's dispensaries out there, retail operations and and cannabis brands and equipment manufacturers. They're making money. Let me tell you, everybody in this industry right now is profitable or the vast majority of people are profitable. A lot of people are making a lot of money. You don't see that reflected in stock price or share price because these are all private companies you know these these numbers and this activity unless you're in this industry you're not seeing it you're not seeing the sales that are being made but the numbers are there the market is there and it's um you know if we had public visibility on it it would absolutely have a catalyst to move the industry forward a lot faster i mean i understand back in 2018 you know for some investors they look at this thing it looks like a dot-com bubble that's <laughs> the the industry's version of that, but it's like you said, the the information being brought out there. You just have to be good and savvy about this, and I think just just in, in business in general, I think that uh, you know it's still it's not just bad press; it's ill informed press that's out there that's not being sure. given the right information, and it's education and training that really it's education on the forefront for those that are looking to get themselves to invest. But then on the training side, we're we're talking more about. Uh, the relationships and things out there. And I'm, I'm glad that Precision Extraction is going to do all that when it comes to training. Let's go ahead and talk about that coming up after the break. I want to go ahead and ask some final questions for you before we wrap things up. I'm here with Nick Tennant, founder and CTO of Precision Extraction Solutions. Back with final questions after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living 
while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Back with final questions on the we're in the home stretch right now of the founder and CTO of Precision Extraction Solutions, Nick Tennant. And again, website is precisionextraction.com. So we can learn from the website a lot about your equipment and technology. You're offering quite a bit of training, on-site training from your experts there in cannabis extraction and post-processing. Let's talk a little more about what you are all doing at Precision Extraction. You have a broad range of customers. Uh, client base includes a significant portion of the largest publicly traded cannabis companies. You have uh, multi-state operators accounting for roughly 40% of the company business. Uh, you have just uh, expanded a partnership with Terra Ascend. Uh, also working with new market entrants. And again, you're seeing strong growth in the sector, particularly as new states come online, offering service installation, process development, training, and maintaining equipment in the field. So again, you have a whole lot going on. What can you tell us about uh, what's the focus these days? Uh, what are really main, What's the main areas of priority for precision extraction right now? Sure, absolutely. So um, our, our main areas of focus haven't really changed. I mean, our business fundamental core concept is still the same. And that's uh, number one, customer intimacy. We take care of our clients. We are process integrators in the fact that we're end to end uh, solution provider in terms of we just not only manufacture equipment, but we're also coming out to your facility. As you mentioned, we're training you, we're standing next to your staff. We're making sure that if that distillation machine is supposed to put out, you know, six liters an hour. We are there until that thing is putting out six liters an hour and your staff is trained and we can walk away in order to let you run your business on your own. So providing that relationship and that intimacy has what uh, is what has provided us the opportunity to work with some of these largest cannabis brands. And the second thing is, is ultimately innovation. Uh, obviously, we've released two products in the last 60 days. Uh, the TCEP and LCEP, which we talked a bit about. We've yes. got another release coming tomorrow that's going to be extremely, extremely disruptive and innovative. So watch out for that. It's actually a methodology to eliminate all harvesting, trimming, and drying costs. So it's a it's a way nice. to refine the product, and it's, it's going to be extremely, extremely disruptive. I think it's going to completely revolutionize the industry. So focusing on these innovative products, and then ultimately focusing on the core concepts and the fundamentals of business, right? We have to have a robust supply chain. We have to have on-time deliveries. We need to have um, all the proper tenants of a uh, well-run business. And, and as long as we focus around those three pillars, I think that our core strategy always revolves around those and ultimately taking care of the customer is our number one. So that's really what we stay focused on. And, and I don't think that that really changes uh, despite what the landscape is, our, our individual tact may change a little bit, but overall, uh, that's, that's our core focus. A couple of words you put in there that really point out a lot of things, disruption. I think it's very important that there is a, 
I look at that right now, you know, the best example for me when I hear the word disruption is the digital disruption that the media has gone through. And just for, for all of our entertainment, all of our products like that. And the cannabis industry, to hear people that are pushing, the, pushing forward new trends, innovation, disrupting technologies that are coming out there to keep people on their toes. And I love that you're actually doing that here, putting all this, uh, this great technology in the place and pu- putting out there to get people on their toes. Again, innovation is key. Knowledge is power. And I think that people that are outside the industry looking in, I want to point to all of you out there, because I know there are a lot of people listening to this program that are in the corporate sense that are looking at this industry and saying, you know, is this a good bet right now? Is, is it time to jump in? You know, I understand that even for myself, I've lost a little bit from some of the players that have been out there that have grown really big, you know, uh, and they've fallen. And I don't want to mention names because I just out of respect. But I'll just tell you, you're absolutely right. There's so much room for growth. There's so much where, I mean, if you're not ready to go ahead and just bank in and you're just, again, study, learn, find, get, you know, information, gather, get as much information as you can, because keep an eye on the industry. And for those that are in the industry, continue to go ahead and do what you got to do when it comes to further growth, further innovation, further technology, further education, so that we have an informed public. And, and obviously, it will rise to the top. I think people will publicly will find out and say, you know, some of what we've been reading has been not right. But I think there's some good minds out that I read quite a bit that are giving good information. And I think just in general, the industry is going to do well. And I think I like what you're doing for the extraction side. And I think that a lot of good advantages happen with the industry through this pandemic being deemed essential knowing that the conversation by legislators is being put into place right now they're looking at the industry as a possible fail safe to help leverage everybody else and bring them back up above ground those are all great and positive things anyway i want to leave you with some final thoughts please let people know how they're going to reach out to you and your company and uh where they should follow you on social media fill us in yeah, absolutely. So um, if everybody wants to chat with me, you can find me on my LinkedIn. Just Google search my name, Nick Tennant, Precision Extraction. We have a great YouTube channel. If you want to look at some more videos, uh, I do quite a bit of talking on there. There's hours and hours and hours of content. You can pretty much learn everything you ever wanted to know about extraction and cannabis and the market and so forth. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. That's YouTube forward slash Precision Extraction. Uh, you can find us on our website at precisionextraction.com. And you can give us a ring. Uh, the number's on the website. And happy to uh, field any inquiries for anybody that's interested. That's why I love doing these kind of episodes. When we talk about extraction, we talk about testing, getting into the real meat of the matter of what's going into people that are taking that plant and being able to go and supplant it and, and make the product itself so it can be put into whatever products that will be out there or if it's just the flower itself. Uh, Nick, I really, and by the way, uh, Nick Tennant is with two N's, T-E-N-N-A-N-T, if anybody looks for that. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate your knowledge and what you've given us to the program. And let's definitely keep in touch because I'd like to hear what your disruption does to the rest of the industry. I'd like to go ahead and see if we could follow up on that down the line. All right. Absolutely. I would love to speak again. And thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Again, precisionextraction.com. Start there. Look at the information. Connect with Nick and the team. And with that said, folks, thank you, listeners, for listening to another edition of Blunt Business. So thankful for all of you to check out the show each and every week. Again, 
show begins where our home is cannabisradio.com find us and subscribe to the show wherever you find us again apple podcasts google podcasts please rate review stitcher speaker spotify iHeartRadio, and all the other places you can find the show you'll find us there so till next week thanks for listening The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.